So this is yet another long one, boys. I hope you packed a lunch. Let's call it lunch break sports for the episode. If you're a Colts fan or you're a fan of trade rumors or, I don't know, quarterbacks or just Fu Manchu mustaches, I don't know, chances are we're going to have something for you. So go ahead and pop open that off-brand Lunchable and uh, we'll see you in about 30 minutes at the end there, huh? Alright, so the last episode wasn't even supposed to happen. It just kind of happened. And I'm recording these ones out of order just because I want to address... Uh, you'll understand as we get into it. When we get to where we're going, and then in the future, when future you has listened to our next episode, because you've of course subscribed and turned on notifications and all that stuff because you're a great person and like why wouldn't you do these awesome things that that help help me out and help old snoring newt dog on the couch out you know the studio dog needs his milk bones actually i don't know if they're milk bones but anyway my phone has been blown up over the last couple of days with rumors those of you who are new to the show We'll very soon find out that we are not above the Homer bias, like most, you know, alleged uh, objective sports media. We don't play that shit around here, all right? We have favorite teams. We talk about our favorite teams, as any good show should, in my opinion. We're going to get to everybody. We're going to talk about everybody. We're going to treat people. Nice. We're going to talk about stuff that's interesting. This is not just a show for people who are fans of the same teams that I am. But when you are as well known of a Colts fan as I unfortunately am, you know, fame isn't isn't all that it's cut out to be in these streets. (laughs) You get a lot of text messages when the Colts are mentioned in every single conversation about any quarterback in the league that's future is kind of questionable right now. So every time someone is either agreeing to part ways with the ownership of the team they currently are employed by, if someone has a weird comment after a post-game interview, like 15 minutes after they were just done crying in the locker room with their teammates, you know, if a guy is rumored to be traded for another guy or you know maybe sometimes if that first guy hasn't been traded anywhere yet the Colts just continue to find a way to make it onto these lists of potential landing spots for all these hot shot quarterbacks that need a place to go so I thought well this is the episode I was born to record no one No one that does a 10-minute or less sports show is more qualified to talk about what the Indianapolis football Colts need from their quarterback than yours truly. I mean, I was literally born for this moment. We finally have made it. We have finally found our purpose in life. Fear not. 
my friends. I am here to answer these difficult questions for you. So let's start with what to me are the easy ones. Now this one probably shouldn't even count, but I have heard it. So if I've heard it, I'm going to address it. Number one on our list, Deshaun Watson. We've done an entire episode about where we think this guy is going to go. And spoiler alert, one of those episodes that you just recently subscribed to, we know that you will soon get a notification for. It's already recorded. It's already been edited. It is ready to go. We are uh, playing a little fantasy GM with uh, another team that has not been mentioned on the list of potential landing spots for Deshaun Watson. Uh, but I wanted to get the opinion of, I, I, I sometimes you just run into a gem of an opinion and even if it's not super relevant to the breaking news, you know, the, the most relevant story, sometimes you just hear an opinion that's so good or that is so well defended or at least strongly defended that you just can't help but to bring it to the great people of the world. And, and we have a future surprise re regarding Deshaun Watson that, that fits everything that I just said. But... I've heard it mentioned almost in passing as if people are mentioning it mentioning it just because sports media for some reason everyone feels obligated to mention the Colts in any conversation that involves a quarterback. It's almost like uh we've had two starting quarterbacks retire on us within the last 3 seasons or something. It's crazy. I don't know. Um but very clearly I think to most people in the league the Colts are a top landing spot for any quarterback that's looking for work somewhere else. Um, I mean, shit, Phillip Rivers was way past his prime. He was done. His goose was cooked. He was top 10 in the NFL in passing yards this year. You know, another thing, you know, people, just to address some of the knocks that people have had against the Colts in, in this situation and, and point out why it's one of the best situations a quarterback could land their left tackle, Constanzo, Costanzo, uh, has retired, but the rest of the offensive line is is intact. Uh, Quentin Nelson is a beast. We have three quality running backs in that stable, uh, assuming that Marlon Mack uh, returns healthy from his injury. I imagine he's the backup now. Just it is what it is. You hate to see a guy lose his spot to injury, but what Jonathan Taylor did for the last six to eight weeks of that season leads me to believe that he is the top dog. Uh, and a lot of people were talking about, well, the Colts need an upgrade at receiver. They don't have a number one receiver because T.Y. Hilton is old. That is the point that I wanted to get to to correct because th these people are technically right, but they, and through no fault of their own, have not watched nearly as much Colts football as I have. And there's a guy rocking a number 11 jersey named Michael Pittman, who is an absolute beast for the Colts, who I think will very soon become a household name. So uh, it, it, technically, there is no clear-cut number one go-to guy in Indianapolis right now. I think T.Y. Hilton will have a bit of a renaissance in the future, if A, he can just stay healthy for a season, and B, if he gets moved into a secondary sort of slot receiver role because of, you know, the talents of Pascal and 
uh, Pittman and them just taking on a greater role within the offense. So there's a ton there. And if old noodle arm Pitt Rivers, who still shot puts that thing like he's eight years old and the football's too big for his hand, if that guy who, yeah, I guess uh, is top five in NFL history in passing. But again, this was the ghost of Phillip Rivers. If that guy can get the Colts to the playoffs, just about anybody that I'm about to list, and I do mean just about anybody, not all of them, just about anybody can take this Colts team to the playoffs, which is why they are such an attractive landing spot and so much fun for people like myself and other people who wear nicer clothes and get paid a lot more to spit these opinions out. Uh, That's why the Colts are a fan favorite to discuss. So, long-winded intro aside, let's run through some of these. Uh, Again, uh, Deshaun Watson is just an obvious no. The Texans, uh, (laughs) maybe if Bill O'Brien was there, because he is just known for making really stupid trades. Um, But even, I don't think, Bill is stupid enough to make a trade like this in division. Um, so not even really worth considering. It seems that one way or another, Deshaun Watson is going to end up in the NFC East, sorry, the AFC East. And sorry to spoil it for those of you who haven't listened to last week's episode, some tall, dark, handsome, and totally not bald host of yours absolutely predicted that the Jets would be the place that Deshaun ends up and and for what it's worth if Deshaun has his choice for some ungodly reason that's where he wants to go over Miami I that doesn't make sense to me Miami is clearly a better landing spot if I'm a quarterback who wants to win now but I thought the most feasible option as far as what the Houston Texans as a franchise could get in return for Deshaun Watson uh, I thought that was clearly the place for him to go did not expect that that would be the place Deshaun wanted to go. Um, very confused by that, but it's entertaining. And shit, it's just going to be one more thing we get right this year. So again, make sure you're following along. Your boy is here to help you. Um, moving next to another very improbable one for me is Jared Goff. Uh, Sean McVay has not been committal. Or in another way, a potentially more correct way to put it is to say he has been very non-committal to the future of Jared Goff. So, of course, his name's getting thrown out there, um, as well as the Rams now getting their names thrown out for some of these other more attractive names that we'll trot out here in a second, because... Uh, the future is very much in question. Those of you who looked up for a minute and might have missed it, a uh, little, little known fact um, is that Jared Goff basically got himself benched at the end of the season. He did not even start the divisional playoff game that they won. Um, or sorry, I believe it's the wild card game that they won. Um he came off the bench because his backup got hurt early in the first quarter. So um, it seems that the writing is on the wall there when your coach, you know, for instance, to uh, spill the beans a little bit, you know, when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, when, when coach Matt LaFleur was asked about it, Matt LaFleur was like, no way, this is our guy. He's going to stay here. Sean McVay had the opposite response when asked about Jared Goff. So usually that tells me all we need to know. 
He is going to be out. I don't like him in Indianapolis, if I'm being honest with you guys. I, I'm sorry, Jared, but I don't I don't like you much as a quarterback for anybody. Um, I'm sure he'll get a job somewhere. I hope to God it's not Indianapolis. There are better options available for the Colts. And he's had a lot of talent around him at times, and they, they got to that one Super Bowl that they shouldn't have gotten to. You know, a one horribly missed pass interference call allows them to get to the Super Bowl and costs all of us the opportunity to see Breeze versus Brady in a Super Bowl, which is something I will just never forgive certain parties for. That is atrocious. That is just a, a sin against humanity. And for that reason, Jared Goff, I'd better not see your punk ass in a Colts jersey anytime soon. Moving on to another one that I really don't like, but this one I think gets a little more into the realm of actual possibility. Carson Wentz. <sighs> Carson Wentz. What an enigma the career of Carson Wentz has been. He started off red hot. Um, of course, there's the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl without him. But if we remember, he was on pace for a potential MVP-like season. Uh, of course, when you miss a couple of games, you're pretty much ruled out for an MVP at that point. There, it's not it's not the NBA where you can miss the four or five games and the make up for it during the other 70 plus you know you miss four or five games out of 16 chances are you're not going to be able to win the most valuable player but uh, so they win a Super Bowl without him he continues to get banged up and you know for those of you who weren't paying attention this year the wheels completely fell off a lot of this blame gets thrown on Doug Peterson now because he made an arguably questionable call at the end of a game that didn't matter. Um, I tend to think that Doug Peterson was thinking about his future and the franchise's future, and he just wanted a better draft pick. So I think in Doug Peterson's mind, he was committed to Jalen Hurts as his quarterback for the future, and he would rather have the sixth pick than the ninth pick. So the PC version of that is to say, Oh, this third stringer that's been on our practice squad all year. We just wanted to give him a look. Uh, we were definitely trying to win. Uh, he was trying to lose. Absolutely, he was. And I'm not thinking that in his position I would have done anything different other than I might not have tried to be so coy about it. I think that's where he really hurt himself here is like, just be honest about what it is that you were doing. It makes complete sense for you to go ahead and lose that game to secure the sixth overall pick. It's much better than the ninth overall pick. I know to some of you that sounds crazy, but shit, there's there's big talent gaps here. You can get the top. If you can get the sixth pick, you go out and get that sixth pick. It's not costing you anything other than your pride for one Sunday. But smarter men than me decided that Doug Peterson needed to go, which is crazy when you think about he's not that far removed from a Super Bowl victory and it was that same fuck you I'm ballsy mentality that won him that Super Bowl and then now he's out um what this just it's what happens 
someone's got to go. Someone's got to pay the piper when teams underperform the way that his teams have underperformed the last couple of years. So everyone's telling me, Kev, Kev, Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. This is a this is a done deal. This is the best place for him to go. Frank Reich has been Carson Wentz's coach before. You know, he he coached that offense to a Super Bowl. Imagine you know the same season that I was just talking about that Carson Wentz was really good. Frank White's Frank Reich was calling those plays. Well, I don't give a shit. I don't care about any of that. I do not want the broken man that is Carson Wentz anywhere near my glorious and wonderful football team. They told me the same thing this year. They said, Kev, you're Dean, you're too hard on this whole Phillip Rivers thing. You know, some of some of Pip's best seasons have been under Frank Reich. This is gonna be great. And while I have to admit I was pleasantly surprised with the overall outcome of the season, this is a team that won double digit regular season games. They only had five losses in the regular season. And two to three of those fall squarely on the back of Phil Rivers. He struggled mightily early on in the season, and and some of that you can possibly blame on COVID and the lack of training camp and the lack of a preseason and all that stuff. But I would say, you know, I would counter that by saying a dude Phil Rivers' age isn't playing any preseason anyway. But... Fool me once, you didn't fool me because I told you Phillip Rivers wasn't going to be great for the Colts. So I damn sure am not about to hear that Carson Wentz is a solution. I get why Philly needs to move on from him, but again, they fired their coach. So they have opened the door to welcome Carson Wentz back now that there is a new regime. I mean, I'm just saying it is very possible that they could do that. I hope that's what they do. Just if that's if that's the one thing that keeps him out of Indianapolis, then I love it. I'm all about it. But uh, Jalen Hurts will get another chance if it's not with Philly. I'm not 100% sold that he is some kind of superstar. I don't think he's Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson or, you know, uh, to Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. You know, I don't think he's on that level of playmaker. But the guy's not a scrub. He's going to get another look. And Carson Wentz will also get another look if if he does get moved on from. But please, God, do not be in Indianapolis. And now we get to the fun, too. There might be more. I don't care if there's more. We're closing on 20 minutes again for back-to-back episodes. Y'all got to quit letting me talk this long. (sighs) This is the one that we will talk about uh, more in our next episode because as soon as Aaron Rodgers decided to call his future into question, which if anyone was paying attention, actually happened before the NFC Championship. Um, It wasn't just this post-game interview that everyone's freaking out about. This was not the only time Aaron acknowledged that his future was a mystery even to him. Uh, I was watching sports talk radio, one of the talking heads, I don't remember, uh, a few days before the NFC Championship, and people were talking about um, the possibility of, of his retirement 
and he pointed out that his future was this wonderful, beautiful mystery even to him, which I think is a little silly because he has a lot left in the tank, clearly. He just, everyone, a lot of people are saying he's the MVP this season. He's in a bad division overall, and he's got a relatively decent team. I mean, a a team that just went to the NFC Championship, does it have some holes? Absolutely. But to me, hey, there's no way Aaron Aaron Rodgers retires while he's under contract, so he's definitely coming back next season. And this idea that the bad call at the end of the game that Matt LaFleur made to kick the field goal instead of go for it, that that would be enough to break the camel's back here and that Aaron Rodgers is going to demand a trade out of Green Bay because don't get it mistaken, that's exactly what would have to happen. Aaron Rodgers is under contract. He sounds like he wants a new deal. Maybe that's what this whole thing is about. And if he can feign interest in being in going somewhere else, maybe he can get the money that he wants and potentially get Jordan Love traded. Uh, if I'm hope I would imagine if he, if Jordan Love needs traded, it's for assets. But you know, Aaron Rodgers is no fool. He's the guy who replaced Brett Favre, the same Brett Favre who went on to start for two more teams in the NFL and took the Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs. So if anyone should be aware of the fact that organizations do not have the same level of loyalty that the players are expected to have, Aaron Rodgers should have to look no further than his own history. So I think, if anything, he's playing a very smart game with his front office by not being committal, going to sort of make them work for it uh, in the same sense that he has to go out and work for it for 16 weeks out of the regular season and make sure that his value, his perceived value, stays up. So all this stuff, it would be great, right? It would be so great if Aaron Rodgers would play for the Colts. I mean, talk about a brief history from from Manning to Luck. You know, you have the stopgap, you have the Band-Aid, you know, there is, of course, the Jacoby Brissett year. Um, there's also what the Dan Orzlowski, whatever, Matt Hasselbeck patchwork, the suck for luck year. Um, so there are two couple anomalies there. But then even again, I have, I am not a, <laughs> I won't win any Philip Rivers fan club awards. But that guy's top five in the NFL. Chances are uh, he there's a good chance he makes the NFL Hall of Fame. It's it's tough for me to even say because I I wouldn't put him in, but when you retire in in that top 10 of all-time passing yards, I feel like somebody's going to give you a look for the Hall of Fame. So anyway, it's a recognizable name. And then to chase that with Aaron Rodgers, holy shit, man. Colts couldn't be more blessed. That is as blessed as you get at one of the most difficult positions in the NFL if not the most difficult in position in the NFL to get right and to get right consistently. So it would be incredibly lucky for them. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, uh, people have been reading in between the lines. He, he went on the Pat McAfee show and had a full interview 
and pointed out that he was just saying the same things that he said a few weeks ago about, look, my future, I'm not in control of it. He did name drop some of the upcoming free agents that are part of his offensive unit that he would like brought back. Uh, so I think that's really his end game here. He, he needs the front office. He needs the media to think that he wants out. So that way the green Bay Packers work hard to keep him satisfied. James Harden is in a few ways, Aaron Rodgers' best friend right now, Tom Brady once Aaron Rodgers gets over the the defeat of losing to the Buccaneers is in a way Aaron Rodgers' best friend right now because these are all examples of look we can go somewhere else you know James is proven you it doesn't matter how much the team you work for is currently paying you if you make it clear enough that you are going to be a distraction and you aren't going to help you will get moved and the odds are that you'll get moved exactly where you want to get moved. Again, very different sports here, but still, Tom Brady knew he wasn't going to win in New England. He got a chance. He came down to Tampa Bay where they haven't had a a playoff or maybe even a winning season in like 13 years. Um, They definitely haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. They may have snuck in a couple of nine and sevens between now and then but the point is this is the most losingest franchise in NFL history they haven't been in the playoffs in over a decade and look what Tom Brady was able to do stuff like that that is what Aaron Rodgers will be able in these closed door meetings to to if he doesn't say it he should it should be present in his mind because what he wants is to stay in Green Bay have a little more say over some of the decisions not have a first-round pick get wasted on a quarterback when you really need a playmaker in the secondary, and it's looking like you could use some wide receiver help for Devontae Adams. So Aaron Rodgers, I pretty much just did the whole next episode, so I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe that one will be short and sweet. Aaron Rodgers is not going to Indianapolis, all right? He's, not, he's probably not going anywhere. So before we get to the guy I believe is going to end up in Indianapolis. Let's go through some honorable mentions. Cam Newton, not sure what he's doing, not sure where he will end up. I think it's safe to say he won't be in New England again. I think that experiment failed. Um, I'm not willing to commit to the idea that that was all Cam's fault. I really don't think there's a lot for him to work with. Uh, I think... He they still got decent production out of him. They utilized him well in goal line situations, and uh, they, they again they they utilized him as a runner. But um, that was sort of his problem. Sort of he had, he had been running too much, taking a bunch of hits. Um, I I don't know that. I don't know who he's a good fit for. I definitely don't want to see him in Indianapolis. Um, Who's another honorable bunch? Ah, Jimmy G. Uh, I keep he's another person that I've heard rumors about Rogers and other people potentially making it to San Francisco. Well, Jimmy G's got to go somewhere, right? Um, I have seen the talent. I believe there is talent there, but this guy misses more games than he plays. Do not want to see him in Indianapolis. Now, the man, the myth, the legend, Mister Stat Padford. Matt Stafford himself, I would love it 
he seems to uh, be doing what he can to steer things in that direction if reports are to be believed. Uh, he, The Colts have everything the Lions didn't have. They have a good culture. They have a good front office guy in Chris Ballard that's building a program the right way. Their structure, there's previous success here. The one thing they do have in common is they play indoors during the winter in the Midwest, so there's that perk too. Um, the the other additional bonus is the rest of the teams in the Colts division are all in the South, so it's a lot more warm weather games. Um, you don't have to... It's it's a very winnable division. You don't have to deal with the fact that you are very likely the third or fourth best team in the division each year. There's a lot of reasons for him to want to do it. The Colts can probably afford to make the deal happen. And if the now, and this is the part that gets me, is people say if the Lions want to do right by Matt Stafford, that they'll send him to the Colts. But the Lions have had Barry Sanders retire on them. You know. They could have done right by Barry. They didn't. Uh, they, they let him retire instead of trading him for some assets or anything like that. You know, Megatron, that could be a different story. There's a good chance Megatron would have just retired no matter what. But I hold on hopes. I kind of believe that had he been on a contender, we might have seen a couple more years of Megatron. Anyway... History doesn't show that Detroit is going to care about quote end quote doing right by Matt Stafford. Um, so I don't see why we should just automatically assume that they would, but this seems to be the route going forward, uh, the best path for both teams. I cannot believe that I went through this whole episode and forgot to mention uh, another person whose name has just been constantly attached to the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm going to go ahead and address it now, even though, spoiler alert, uh, I really don't want this one to happen, but it is, you know, as far as we're talking about the probability, it's right up there. It's right next to Matt Stafford as the most likely outcome for who the Colts might grab. They clearly have a void to fill, and that's Sam Darnold. Um, if Deshaun gets his way, Sam Darnold is going to need to find a new place to play. Uh, the Jets will probably be very interested in sending him off for more assets if he is not included in the Deshaun Watson trade. I personally am hoping that he is sent back to Houston in that trade, so then I don't have to worry about my team making moves to attempt to acquire him. This feels like if it does happen... It'll be like that time where my Colts traded draft picks to get Trent Richardson from the Browns. And that was so great. I loved it. That was such a good move. The Colts do a good job of not making these kind of bad moves anymore. So I've heard people, our boy Sean B was one of the people today telling me, you know, I think... I think Sam Darnold could do well in your system. I, I think he could be a good fit. Well, I appreciate the kind words, my brother, but I do not agree with you. I don't think that Sam Darnold is a good fit in Indianapolis, and more importantly, I don't even want to test the theory. I would like us to go out and get... There are established quarterbacks on the market right now. 
shit, I would rather have Jared Goff, I think, than Sam Darnold. I think actually that's a good question. That one, you know, as I said it, I was like, ah. If we were in a position where a rebuild was acceptable, I might take Sam Darnold. But the Colts have a roster that, you know, two years ago, right before the beginning of the season when Andrew Luck retired in week four of the preseason, people were predicting the Colts to be a Super Bowl team when they had a quarterback. They are not that far removed. The defense uh, has honestly gotten better since then. The first half of the season, the Colts' defense was looked on as one of the best defenses in the league. That clearly backed up a little bit. It it slowed down. They got banged up. They dealt with a lot of injuries. They had key players out in the playoff games on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it really cost them, but... If they get all these guys back healthy, that's a great defense. It's a good running game. They have they have three different tight ends between Trey Burton, Jack Doyle, and Mo Cox that all are playmakers. I doubt all three of them stay on the roster, but it doesn't really matter. You get my point. There are weapons all over the place. This is a win-now team. I don't want to hand the keys of this car to Sam Darnold, I just really don't. Send Sam Darnold to Houston, New York, please. Houston, bring Josh McCown on, at the very least, as a coordinator, so I can see my favorite tandem of dudes who rock the same haircut back on the same sideline. And you, faithful listener, please find us on the internet at Smoke Break Sports and give this a subscribe like, follow, whatever, all that jazz. We will see you on the next one. Where let, Let's just say I promise to keep that one under 30 minutes, okay? All right, sweet dreams.